Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on there, citizens of the Reject Nation? It's time to get jacked up as you reach for that like button because guess what? We are watching Reacher episode five today. And a fun question for our audience, which chemistry do you prefer? The one with Reacher and Roscoe or Reacher and Dixon? Leave it in the comments. Pit women against each other. Yeah. <laughs> Fight. <laughs> Fight it out. John, are you excited? So excited, G. I'm ready to swan dive into this episode. That's what I like to hear, my friend. Also, subscribe and click that notification to know if I want a reaction for the episode and the new year is up. Also, thank you to Prepper for helping us set it down these highlights, you sexy people, you people. Also, thank you to all who have joined us at our Patreon page helping us to have a massively successful, lucrative year. My God, we have bought five houses, thanks to our <laughs> patrons. And now you can help us buy a sixth. When you check us out on Patreon, becoming a super sexy reject, so you get the full-length reaction, watch along, or you sync up with your own copy of Reacher. John and I also cover several things exclusively oh, yeah. there with highlights and watch-alongs included. John, are you ready to get jacked up? I'm reaching for a pun that means, yes, I am. That's what I like to hear. I completed the job. Yeah. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Swan just going to be standing in the middle of it all. Yeah, just staring down He's Reacher. He's sunshine villain now. Warped Freddy Krueger guy. Ooh. God, what a note to end on, too. I don't know this swan guy, but it's about to be his swan song. Oh, yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. This is the end of swan. You're about to be gone, swan. Oh, your time is dawn. Darkest. Oh, shit. You did it. You did it. It's okay. It's okay. I'm here for you. Yeah, I'm that's your, what I wanted you to be there for me. I didn't want to say it myself. I'm your Neely. Me and my cereal. Anyway, yeah, I really like this episode. Yeah, uh, it was a really good one. Per they're setting up the personal stakes. We were the O'Donnell and his family. So that way we saw that there's something to lose for O'Donnell at yeah. the beginning here. That if he were to die. I, I do think one of them has to... They're still... They're still pretty much a team of Avengers. Uh, and I think we need to get one of them severely injured on the brink of death. Okay. I do think we need to get there. However, uh, I still thought this episode 
was fun, engaging. I'm really into the whole. It's weird. Like, we don't really see Swan, like, only in flashbacks. Yeah. And because we see how much it affects Jack, it makes me really want that confrontation. I'm, I'm craving that confrontation. Definitely. I Absolutely. really want that. And the show's doing a great job at pulling that out of me. Like, oh, I'm seeding for that. Yeah. And I'm craving it. I'm craving it. I'm, like, at a buffet, and I'm like, what do I want? All I see is this swan dish that I want. And it's that. That I don't care about the potatoes. <laughs> this metaphor is going terribly, guys. It's like when you're at the, the when they wrap your food up and they make the swan out of it with the foil. Yeah, we need to move on from the swan anyway, metaphors. Swan metaphors done. Done. Check. Check. And um the and the uh, and you know like a reminder of how like all of Reacher's family is gone and like this is essentially his last living family. Yeah. You know, so he'll do whatever he can to protect them and that's why this is so personal for him so that sh- that that uh the real showdown at the funeral to me in a lot of ways because I'm deep as shit yeah. is the confrontation between him and bald New York cop car Russo I think his name Russo yeah uh when they're when they're arguing with each other I love that, them together yeah they have a great back and forth because it does remind you a, a little bit of um Black Boston cop. Finley? Yeah. Yeah. Not white southern girl blonde cop. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, oh, goodness. I know her name. Uh, John, I'm not all their names. and You can't pull this one. I'm not all their names. Oh, God. It'll, I, it'll, I've been sending I'm you just having a, a blank Oh, right come now. on, John. Uh, okay. Chicken Margaret, and waffles. Finlay and uh, Roscoe. And there, you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. You put me on the spot, and then my brain cleared out. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Still no cameo from her? No, no. At the very end. She'll come back pregnant with Reacher. <laughs> yeah. We're starting a team. A family. A family <laughs> Reacher. Yes. Oh, I love it. Oh, my God. Uh, but the... Yeah, that, that whole funeral scene I thought was uh, really strong. The way they paid the military tribute seemed very well orchestrated. And then to go, like, I just thought it was a really solid sequence of showing up at the funeral, them deliberating over, you know, what do they, what, what is the next plan of action here? What could really be going down? You know, reach your dialogue. And uh, then uh, the confrontation with the cop after he's confronting, then it was a great way to pull out some personal stuff with the characters. That moment saying goodbye solemnly, then leading to a great shootout that kind of reminds me of like a sequence from Way of the Gun, leading to a cool car chase to an epic for like the last like 15 to 20 minutes of this, I thought was just perfectly executed. Last, yeah. yeah, I thought it was really, really, really well executed. Um, it was like a strong action political thriller show mm-hmm. uh, in that moment, and just seeing how Reacher's just getting pushed to the brink of like his, his uh, he's becoming so impatient. And uh, I love it. I love it because yeah, he has to keep agitated. He just has to keep that suit on and the whole time. <laughs> that same smelly, stinky suit. He's gonna, Colorado he's gonna to New York funeral. Way more <laughs> yeah. once he takes the suit off. It's cutting off yeah, the circulation to his head. It's just he just needs a change of clothes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> anyway, John, what do you think of Robert Patrick's role? No, oh, he's great, man. The boss baby is killing. It. <laughs> uh, I, I I mean, you know, Robert Patrick is so far in this show. He's he's mainly. 
He's on the phone. The presence of Robert Patrick <laughs> being on the phone, <laughs> swearing at people. I like him, and I'm excited for the eventual showdown or, or whatever confrontation comes with him. But for it's you know like watching the especially the past couple of episodes have been really nice because uh, as I was hoping, the season has grown. And I have gotten more and more attuned to what it's doing this time around. I really like all that stuff. And uh, and Robert Patrick is maybe the one element that still feels a bit detached from the flesh of everything else. Uh, because when he shows up, it does seem like we're mainly just having Robert Patrick show up and, and be intense. But also, I get and, the sense... And stressed. Intense and stressed. <laughs> and I get the sense that... And not in a not to like slight the performance of the writing, but like in context of the story, I get the sense that this is going to be a guy who probably ain't shit at the end of the day, and it's probably going to go down pretty easy. Uh, so I'm curious to see how they build his formidability by the end of the season, because it seems like AM is the guy on that side of things who's like the real threat. And now we have Swan at least looking to be pretty dang guilty in all of this and hey maybe they'll still pull a twist on us where it's like oh man i had to go so deep undercover and i had to let so many things happen not to blow my cover you know there's all sorts of stuff uh, i know because i have been an undercover cop for many years of course you know you got to let certain things play out you can't just bust in immediately and start taking people down because they're John, bigger fish i know you've been an undercover cop for blind wave this entire time that's right, man. People ask me if I am that guy. I am that guy. He is that guy yeah. from Blind Wave. Mm -hmm. He is that Eric other guy. Whiteley. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, <laughs> I've been very much uh, just yeah. The the mood of this really gripped me, and like you said, the snow and the air and that feeling of yeah, like an insomnia or one of those like snow based. Uh, this was the most atmospheric episode. Absolutely, I think out of every episode, this, this is all I've been craving. I mean, I haven't been craving like the southern gothic grit of season one. I've just been wanting a specific flavor, and I think I think this episode really provided that. Like, oh, you really feel the cold. Yeah, you really, and as it's getting colder for them physically, yeah. the emotional turmoil is also withering away. And you, them. Yeah, and you feel like the the Reacher gets colder. Jack gets colder. Yeah. He's gonna need a jacket yeah. to warm yeah. down how cold he's getting. Yeah, yeah. he's gonna need one of those fleece jackets. <laughs> jacket those, the Reacher, the sheep. Uh, yeah, the the wool kind of call. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah, lion's mane. That's exactly it. He's gonna skin a lion skin and a wear lion. its mane. He's, he's gonna, gonna, gonna go back to the zoo. Honor by the end of this. Yeah, craving the Reacher. Uh, I like that scene when they go into the gorilla house or whatever that was, and they have the meeting with the politician yeah. guy. And he's Fun fact, is a deleted scene where he fought a gorilla. Oh. Or did Alan Richardson just pick a fight with a gorilla? And the no, both. I, th I might have. I think they tried they using it like, as footage, but then like, they realized. Keep rolling on this. Gear. Don't, don't stop rolling on. I this. think he's winning. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think this gorilla is about to go extinct. Okay. Alan Richardson's now. He, he's on all fours and he's, he's crawling into the cave and he's claiming dominance over the rest of the gorilla. He's beating his chest and he's making all these strange noises and all the gorillas are gathering around him. I think Alan Richardson thinks he's a gorilla. <laughs> Who's going to pull Alan out of there? Does anybody speak sign language? <laughs> what do we got? Alan has officially murdered our AD. <laughs> yeah. He directs the show now. He just tells people where to point the camera, and everybody else just says, yes, sir, Mr. Jack, Mr. Reacher, Mr. Richardson, whatever you want me to call you, it's fine. No eye contact. 
I would pay good money for. I would pay good money uh, to watch a gorilla versus Alan Richardson fight. To watch him reign dominion over a zoo. <laughs> not just gorillas, but gorillas in a zoo. Yeah, watch <laughs> him lift a gorilla above his head before he drops it down <laughs> on his knee, Bane style. Your spirit or your body. <laughs> just in a loincloth living at the zoo. <laughs> yes. A loincloth. <laughs> he would look good. He would look really good in a loincloth. He would, man. So as we need someone from IGN to just be like, would you play Jesus? And be like, I would be interested. And then, bam, we get a whole bunch of articles and headlines. Alan Richardson, interested in playing Jesus. And we get all that fan art of him in a loincloth. Yeah, I think it'd look good. And him with, like, the long hair, too. Yeah. But yeah. still just as buff as he is right now. I mean, you got to get a different interpretation. We've seen all kinds of Jesus roles. He's got that buff where you have to just turn your whole body to look at people. Why wouldn't you listen to him? Be like, how'd this guy get so buff? And... Zero BC, you know? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. You're the bodybuilder among us. How yeah, and I know how to achieve that. That physique. Even with all the modern gym technology we have today, it's, I definitely know how to achieve that. You know, just eat 100 chickens a day. <laughs> never stop benching. Never stop Never stop benching. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, AM. What do you think about AM? Isn't he great? He was here for a minute. Yeah, we saw him for a second. got so many villains. Yeah, we do. We need a female villain. That way the women have someone to fight. Yeah. Well, there was that one lady from the um, New Age company, but they already raided her house. She was kind of like an annoying, you know, you need... Look, if when you have the big finale at the end, it's the women fight the women. That's the that's why you have a bad woman. Like, get a, get at least like uh-huh. a, an evil female henchman. Yeah, yeah. For yeah, for, yeah. for Robert Patrick, like evil female henchman assistant who happens to be great at martial arts. Yeah, and who never speaks and who has some kind of eccentric yeah. weapon. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like Neely can fight her. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then that'd be great, right? Yeah, and then Dixon joins in, and they both take her down. Yeah, and then it's and a message about girl power cool and, and women working together to drive that home. Yeah, totally. yeah, dude. Yeah, that's how you girls that's get how it done. You, that's how you infuse progressive feminism into your show, which is what I'm all about, especially, especially when I show for Jack Reacher. Man. Oh yeah, you know Jack Reacher's a feminist. Look at the team he assembled. There were intersectional. There were women on the team. People of various color. ethnicities. Yeah, people of color. Not very many old people or disabled people, but you know, it's the army, and so, you know, what can you do, unfortunately? But with what he's given, Jack is a, a pretty enlightened cat. Yeah, oh totally. Based. Uh, based reacher. Um anyway. AM was great. I love AM was great, man. Him on the phone. Just Jack and Russo is my favorite thing. Like I, 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 I love the team together, but uh, the moment with Russo and the kid and and the widow, I thought was great. And him and Jack and 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 even though, especially throughout the chase and everything, they're so odd couple. Jack is constantly busting his chops. Like when they get to that moment, and after everything made about like I'm not dirty, you know that 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 moment of convincing where Jack is like, look. They're getting desperate, and following the book is going to hurt this investigation in the long run. Like that, that was a pretty compelling beat. Oh, sure. And the way they played that in the acting and, and the framing, I thought was nice. Just him being like, "Okay, turn turn the cheek, because uh, I trust you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I trust that this is for a good reason." And that whole thing with his dad, his dad wouldn't take any bribes, so he got whacked, you know, like. Yeah, I mean, and Jack and Russo, they honor their legacies. 
They do. They respect where they come from. Legacy-ture. No notes. <laughs> Perfect. Cut, print. Anyway, um, say, John. Yeah. One thing that I do feel is getting kind of lost here. Uh-huh. It seemed like when they got to episode two, they were like, Dixon, Reacher. Yeah. And then they've like had a couple of conversations and... Unless there's like a direct interaction, I don't feel like it's something that's in the air between them. Well, okay. Uh, sexual tension or nor chemistry nor romance. That idea of like when you get into like a life and death situation, they're not thinking about, oh, I gotta get back to Reacher, oh, I gotta get back to Dixon. It's sort of just like whenever I'm really not sure what it is with them. Yeah, it feels yeah, like a I thing did. that could happen but isn't necessarily it doesn't have that like propulsivity where you're like, it's so casual. It's gonna happen. Yeah. It like, is it like could happen. so casual. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, which uh, I guess is nice to see portrayed that you can just be casual friends with benefits. <laughs> I'm waiting to see what the payoff is of that because, uh, like when, they're, when they're at the funeral and stuff, there's like nothing with them, you know. That's true. I'm not saying there has to be like, like great romance scenes they or some shit. making out at the funeral. But it's been like a few episodes of nothing with them, really, other than like, oh, he sees her in her dress. He's like, damn, she looked good. Yeah, and then they all bust his, and, his yeah, chops and, about that. Yeah, Donald's like, wow, is that a, <laughs> something in your pants reaching forward, you know? Oh, hey. It's penis. <laughs> Jack. Jack. Jack Wiener. Jack Wiener. <laughs> Jack, we grew, we grew up. <laughs> yep, we grew up from when we met. <laughs> yep, we yep, both, yep. We both literally. We said are men. <laughs> we are adults. <laughs> we made a genitals joke. Most childish children were like, "Hey, that's so goofy." Because they might do it. They you might can't say do that. it. Dude. You can't say that word. What would happen if on the show they they did it? Like in the last episode, the last frame is them doing it together, just doing it. Uh, I, well, I like, I'm torn and I think I'm, you know, I'm just sitting here way in for the end of the season to come. Cause I'm like, I partly enjoy cause I hate the show. <laughs> I hate everything about it and all the viewers who tune in every week to both the show and these reactions. We shouldn't have been middling about the second and third episode. Now no one wants to watch our videos. You know, anytime I have that feeling, I'm just going to be like, I assume I'll like this later. So I love it now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, part of me is. Is, it, is enjoying the fact that it isn't the point or it isn't like a major focal aspect. However, I, I do get what you mean, and I am rooting for something to become of this romance. I think the show is in a unique position because this first season had such a lovely kind of thing with Roscoe, but you also know that uh, we're going to roll out of town and onto the next thing, so you can't... Well, I can I see how Dixon could have a relationship with him and they could... Trowel around together. But. I just think that chemistry or whatever they they hint at romantically or even sexually is kind of like completely absent unless they make like a scene about it. You know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> and know? I mean, the, I I buy parts of that because they're you know they're so professional, their unit and everything, and they have their group. That is dynamic. true. They, but at the you know how to separate it, yeah. But at the same time, I don't. 
like, I don't like whenever like all of us from the room, I forget about you and Tara. Yes, yes. Being we've been married for so long now. Being a long term husband and wife couple. That's right. You know, we like to be professional. So professional that no one knows we're even involved with each other. Sometimes you guys forget. Yeah. I'm like, wait, Tara, you can't be making out with that guy you're married to John. You can't go out on another date. You're married like, oh, sorry, John. I'm being professional in public. <laughs> no one will know. This is the best cover possible. I mean, it is. It is. Or you're just a brazen cheater. But, you know, as long as you don't enjoy any of it, then it's a good cover. Merry Christmas, Merry everyone. Christmas, team. I think this video was done. I think it was done a while ago. Leave your best Reacher puns in the comments. <sighs> yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, pick a name. Oh, goodness. Who could it be? Well, you know, why don't we go with Kevin Smart? Why? Just because I feel like that would be a smart thing to do here at the very end. Of our patron list for the month. I love hearing it. <laughs> Kevin, right now you are our last patron of the day. Shout out. Uh, I cannot hear out of my left ear. Oh. And my right nose is, my right nostril is clogged. It's a real weird ear, just nose and throat experience I'm having right now. <laughs> but I am so happy to be here with you because when I was outside, I bumped into the Hanukkah bear. And oh, the, yeah. Uh, and I don't know if you know about the Hanukkah bear, but this, this Santa comes through the chimney, Hanukkah bear goes through your trash. Jesus. And Hanukkah bear, he, I don't know how he does it, but Hanukkah bear goes Magic. all worldwide around <laughs> and goes through everyone's trash and, and leaves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the thing. It's like Santa has 24 hours. Hanukkah bear has eight days to get it done. So it's kind of a cheat code for the Hanukkah bear. And the Hanukkah bear, uh, he he done left you some great things, and he but he had to give it all to you in one day. Oh, and so Kevin Smart, what's what did he give him, John? Oh, Kevin Smart, the first day of Hanukkah bear visits, he barfed up some body parts for you to sort through. I mean, those those will come in handy, you know. And uh, we are on the verge of an apocalypse. Did you hear about Biden and all them building bunkers? Uh, you know that means oh. that they're uh, we're on the verge of apocalypse. Pretty soon, cannibalism is going to become a normal thing. So yeah. there you go. What else he get? Uh, oh, he he got um, a, a PS4. That's great, man. PS4. Yeah. They're much more valuable. You can much mind, more you can you, you get two PS4s, put them together, you get PS8. Isn't that magical? Dude, that's so crazy. And then yeah, you can upload your consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see? Yeah. Uh, oh, on the third yeah, day, yeah. Uh, oh, he, he brought you a nice bowl of Christmas punch somehow. That's great, man. You know, Christmas punch. It's good to get up. drunk while you're sipping on some limbs. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, oh, and, and then the fourth thing that the Hanukkah bear brought you is uh, uh, one of those Smokey the Bear fire risk signs so that you could always be aware of when you are a risk to, uh, you know, causing a fire. Very true, especially in times of cannibalism. You might need to know if there's a fire going off that way <laughs> yes. and you need to get your sniper rifle ready and get yeah. ready to hunt down some people who might want to take over your territory, but you got to look after your own. Yeah, and you might want to use that fire to cook them so if you can, you know, like snipe the people as close to the fire as possible. This is just practical for planning. Amen to that. What else? Amen. Eight days, John. He brought you <laughs> <For five>. uh, <laughs> oh, a new electric toothbrush because, you know, you got to keep your teeth clean. It's, it's always a good idea. I don't need to add on. Let's <laughs> 
weeks. Yeah, six day. Uh, oh, he brought you. He he just took a dump on the driveway. You know, Hanukkah bear. He's eating mm. a lot of stuff and got to avoid that to keep limber. Believe it or not, that could be a great dessert for you and your future family. And then you, know, you got to <laughs> spread it out amongst your camp. Yeah, you're going to yeah, be a camp totally. leader. Or you're going to need to spread it out. Some people, you know, put human remains into pies. You're going to have to put bear feces. Yeah. Seven. Olive Garden gift card, of course. Yes, that uh, there will be the one thriving restaurant in the, <laughs> in the, the apocalypse. cannibal apocalypse. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> just don't eat the breadsticks. They're not like they used to be. No, they're made out of bear feces. Yes, <laughs> of course they are. And, uh, oh, the last day uh, for Hanukkah Bear brought you new trash cans because, let's face it, the old ones yeah. are going to be wrecked by the time the Hanukkah Bear is done with them. It's okay. just occupational hazard. So, yeah, man, dude, Kevin Smart looks like you are going to be living the high life come 2024. Everyone else got their bunkers. Let's recap. Uh, you were gonna, I don't even remember what the first thing is. Got, body parts, <laughs> yeah, barfed up body parts. <laughs> uh, it's a PS4, uh, uh, some uh, something or other, an Olive Garden gift card, and and some Tonka, some Lincoln Logs, and a Tonka toy, and some Tiddlywinks, and a new trash can. Them some real shit in there. Some poop. All sorts of shit. <laughs> All righty, man. Oh, electric toothbrush in there somewhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Merry Christmas. So many good things. And happy Hanukkah. Love you, bud.